The ad hoc committee is one of the respondents in the court bid by board chairperson Mbulayeni Maguve, and some of the committee members have been cited in the court papers. The EFF's Mbuise Nindlozu, who came down on Maguve, said the EFF may want to oppose Maguve's court application as a political party. We've interviewed the guy. He never thought of it being unfair. We gave him a job and recommended him to the... All those things, he never thought of it to be unfair. When we now want to inquire about his performance and everything, uh, all those things are questioned. So if we can't get instruction, or rather be advised about what is the legal strategy, because that's, what I, that's for me what should determine whether we, some of us, want to join as political parties uh, in, uh, in opposing the, the interdict. If we can't do that, then they leave us no choice. Uh, but to, to constitute our own legal action. Because we, we'll have to hear the legal strategy. The committee decided not to have further discussions on its legal strategy in an open meeting until the case has been heard in the High Court in Cape Town on Friday. Head of committee chairperson Vincent Smith. Unfortunately, nobody other than members of parliament are going to be allowed in that meeting. It's a strategy session. We hope you bear with us that you're not going to be allowed to come to our meeting immediately hereafter. But as soon as we can, we will indicate how we proceed. And that obviously will happen after we've got some sort of direction from the courts on Friday. We are making a commitment that 24 hours after a decision is taken, this committee will be ready to roll. Witnesses who refuse to honor invitations or summonses from Parliament to testify in the SABC board inquiry should face arrest or contempt of court. These were the sentiments of ANC MP Petru Chauke and IFP Chief Whip Naren Singh during the open meeting. Former acting CEO Jimmy Matthews and other previous board members told the Adult Committee that they are unavailable. Chauke says while a summons is the last resort, those undermining it must face the consequences. If uh, whoever that they refuse to submit must be arrested, must be put before the police, that's what must happen. So let's deal with that part. What does the law say and how we do it so that we retrieve those documents, we get those documents. And those that are refusing, then action must be taken on them. The IFP's Naren Singh agreed with Chauke. And the powers that we have here, in in Parliament to summon people are similar to that of court. And a person is arrested for not complying with summons. So we'd really like some advice from our legal advisors on that basis. What can be done? The the third uh, point I want to make, I want to support Honourable Colleague uh, Van Damme and others, that we should not allow anybody, whoever they are, uh, in-camera interviews. This is a public process, and this committee has been set up by Parliament and we should proceed on the basis of every witness that comes here or all evidence that's presented before us must be done publicly. It also turned out that the SABC has failed to provide the documents requested by the ad hoc committee. The committee has sent a letter to the SABC company secretary, Teresa Heldenace, almost two weeks ago. The documents will form part of the inquiry. Some of the 20 required documents include the minutes of board meetings, which led to the removal of the late former board member Hope Zinde. Other documents include minutes and decisions that led to the appointment of Saudi Motsuening as permanent COO and as head of corporate affairs. At our committee chairperson, Vincent Smith, says they are still waiting. On the 17th, the day after our first meeting, we requested the SAPC to provide the committee with documents as we all identified to reach the committee by no later than the 21st. Honorable members, this request has not been honored. On Wednesday, the 23rd of November, 
Parliament, in response to the non-arrival of the documents, issued summons against the SAPC to provide the documents the next day. As we speak, the documents still have not been delivered. Meanwhile, the DA has just released a statement a short while ago that it will oppose Maguve's court application on Friday. This will be in addition to Parliament opposing the matter. Thanks for your time, uh, Advocate Henrico. Let's talk first about that um, interdict. Uh, I understand, uh, apart from anything else, that there were allegations made in the interdict that the committee is biased. That's not the first time we have heard that. But also, I want you, would like you to explain, I understand in paragraph three of that interdict, uh, it specifically talks to some of the, uh, shall we say, more practical aspects uh, of the way he was approached. Yes, good. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on on your show. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind with the interdict um, is the um, old adage: "The lady does uh, protest us to to protest us uh, too much." Me <laughs> thinks from Hamlet. Mm. Um, yes, um, there's various allegations made against the um, the the constitution or the uh, the way in which the committee has been appointed and the uh, purpose for which the committee has been appointed. Um, but we mustn't forget that the committee is duly appointed in terms of Section 151C or 1B of the Broadcasting Act, and any judge hearing the interdict um, cannot ignore that fact that the um, appointment of the committee and their mandate um, to inquire as to whether whether there is a basis upon which um, um, uh, Professor Maguve. Um, is to be removed from office, and and the the fact and the factual basis. Therefore, um, the judge cannot ignore that fact. So, any allegation um, as to, uh, for example, that one of the members um, in the National Assembly may have mentioned that by hook or by crook, um, the committee will or the inquiry will proceed. Um, In the greater picture of things, that doesn't detract from the substance um, or the overall purpose that the committee is supposed to serve. And um, far be it for the applicant, Professor Maguve, to launch his application so late on an urgent basis when um, he knew um, for a lengthy period of time about the various alleged irregularities, the matters he ought to have addressed, uh, what was incumbent on him as a member of the board, and his failure to address those issues, bearing in mind it's not his fiefdom, he's supposed to be representing all the interests of South African citizens. Yeah, in... in Um, Sorry, I, let me come in there and ask you, I mean, you're the legal expert. You say he's pointed to a number of constitutional issues. Uh, I gather, and I'm trying to look into my crystal ball and get your expertise, uh, you know, about the merits of this. Uh, do you see um, the court, um, you know, supporting this interdict? Well, in my view... Um He's going to have a tough task persuading the judge that there's any grounds for urgency um, to begin with. 
and also he has to establish that he has a prima facie gr- a right for the interdict to be granted. I'm not sure whether he's seeking an interdict. It, it would appear on a, on an interim basis, but if that is the case, he has to establish well-grounded apprehension of irreparable harm should the uh, c- commission proceed. And I fail to see how he can actually establish that, because the whole purpose of the committee or of the inquiry is merely to um, gather sufficient information to come to an informed decision as to what steps should be uh, further pursued against Maguve. And then he also has to establish a balance of convenience. Um, Is it more convenient for the court to grant the interdict and hold the Commission of Inquiry, or should the Commission of Inquiry merely be permitted to do and pursue what they are in any event entitled under the statute and are entitled under, uh, more generally, the rule of law to be um, doing and fulfilling their mandate given to them by the people of South Africa. And then um, also he has to establish absence of uh, any further relief. Now, he has all these grounds after the committee has... If the committee is allowed to continue with their work and the inquiry, um, he has all these remedies after their finding is concluded. Sure. He can take it on review and have their findings set aside. So what irreparable harm will he be suffering? He mentions human dignity. Well, we have our courts he can approach and have their findings set aside on the basis of judicial review if he doesn't agree with that. Just finally, Advocate, in so, terms of... We're going to, sorry, I'm going to have to hurry you through there a little bit, I'm afraid. But uh, I would like to talk about uh, this morning's um, proceedings in Parliament where we heard that a number of uh, people have failed to, um, you know, file documents as per request. A number of people have said they won't be available to attest. Some of the people in the committee said people must be arrested. They must, uh, you know, be be charged for obstructing this particular investigations. Uh, Legally, where does that, where do we stand on, on, on that, on those grounds. Uh, would those uh, calls be correct? Look, the, um, the committee can go ahead and issue the warrants and um, the respective parties can be found in contempt. Ultimately, what the committee can also do is that they can apo- approach the High Court for a declarator order um, confirming that um, documentary evidence be furnished by specific individuals. And if those individuals fail to furnish those documents, they will be in contempt of court and could possibly face um, imprisonment or possibly a fine, depending on what uh, sanction is imposed in terms of the relief sought by the applicant um, as the mischief sought against um, the failure to adhere to the contempt of court order. Order granted. Thank you very much uh, to Senior Lecturer at the Faculty of Law, University of Johannesburg, Advocate uh, Radley Henrico.